Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sun Journal Weekend Preview for Friday. A supersized edition of the Sun Journal Weekend Preview. Wait, are we allowed to say supersized anymore? Like, since the movie is that? I wonder if that's trademarked or something. You can like, do I have to? I wonder if I have to like send something to Pat Riley about that. Oh no, that's about three Pete. That's a, that's entirely different. Entirely different. We are uh, talking with the gang from the Sun Journal and all sorts of things happening uh, with the Sun Journal and uh, Sun, Sun Media Group. Uh, Will Fessenden is here. Thanks uh, for having us in, Matthew. Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for being in. Really, sure, really appreciate that. We're like, you should have seen us this morning, kind of getting out of the car like a clown car. All of us. It was here. like it was. <laughs> I felt like we were herding cats a little bit this morning. <laughs> a little, little bit of cat herding going it's too on. Early. It's too yeah. early. <laughs> Heather McCarthy is here. Uh, Mark Mogensen is here. Hello. And <laughs> when he found out he was going to be on, he like practiced that. That made again. me. That made me feel so much better. He never <laughs> sounds like that at work. I, <laughs> Russ Dillingham is here as well. You know, morning. it's funny. Yesterday, I had uh, morning, Russ. Um, I had a. Uh, I had a guest on yesterday, and the girl just went right through the phone number, and I'm like, "Wow, let's do that for you know, let's do that again." And then she had somebody else here. I was like, "Why don't you do it?" And she like forgot the phone number halfway through. So yeah, I was like, "Okay, well that tryout didn't work, but that's okay, I guess that happens." You know, I saw in um, I'm pretty sure I saw on Will's LinkedIn feed, maybe it was a Facebook thing. I'm not sure. Um, but I know he's talked about it before. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, work, talk, and uh, and things about uh, the Basilica uh, in in Lewiston and uh, in running some running some stuff on that. And um, you guys have, have got a big thing going on with that. So let's let's kind of start off with this. When did this series of articles uh, run in the Sun Journal, Mark, and and how did this idea come about? Um, Matt, it started uh, actually a couple of years ago, and. Um it actually started with a visit to the Basilica. Um, I, I had, I think, probably the same reaction that everybody... I'm sorry, Heather. Oh, yeah, you can move that. You I'm can totally move that. You can, there. Just, 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 hit okay. her, just hit her with a dusty elbow. It'll be fine. It's no big deal. Um, I was at the Basilica. Have you been? Have you been inside? I, 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 I might have. I don't know. I go so many places, honestly. Yeah. I, I feel like I haven't, though. Yeah. yeah, I don't feel like I have. Well, when you get a chance, um, you know, those those folks who have been in, it's just, it's... Um, awe-inspiring. It is. It's awe-inspiring. And so I was there, and uh, a bunch of us were there. In fact, I think pretty much everybody but Will here was probably there that day because it was the funeral of our, our uh, owner, Jim Costello Sr. And it was a sad, obviously a sad occasion, but um, the beauty of that, of the interior, everybody sees the exterior and that's beautiful. The interior is uh, stunning. And um, so as I sat there and I looked at the floor and the ceiling and the granite and the windows, it's just, it just is amazing. And, um, and I thought, you know, I have a feeling that I'm no different than anybody else who sits in there and just thinks, how did this happen? And what were the actual components? Who were the people who made it? Who were the people who funded it to make this, you know, this glorious building um, a reality? So uh, that was the germination of that. 
That's fantastic. How do you uh, how do you come up with fifty two weeks worth of stories for that? Is that working with the diocese, church officials? Like, how does what? that? I mean, is that like a is that like an episodic thing where you like break down episodes of Doctor Who into twenty five minutes and have to be continued at the end? Like, how does that whole thing go? Well, you know the the context is fantastic because there was a lot of prayer involved. <laughs> yeah, a lot of prayer. I I can imagine. You I know? can imagine. No, there. No, actually, um, if you go in there. And you start to think about it. Um, there are there are well more than fifty two stories. Oh, I, I already have. Yeah, uh, several. Yeah, so we do. right. We so we did a yeah. Heather just said uh, we, yeah. we have a lot more to. Um, we got done with the end of the the year and said we could keep going. There are so many stories there. There are so many things to do. Um, but a lot of it was turning to Julianne Baumer, who's unfortunately not right here, but she will be hopefully shortly. And um, and she did a lot of that research that turned into stories, just fascinating stories um, about the builder, um, about the uh, – we, we have weddings. We talked to some folks who had their weddings there. So there's a lot of people stories and a lot of building stories. It's a, it's, I think it's a – if I say so myself, it's a great combination. <laughs> Mark Mo- Mark Mogensen put on the radio voice. Yes, it's great too because you know all this talk of spirits and everything. You know, it, it you know you always worry that you're going to have a, a few holes. You know, with, with 52 weeks, but you know, all in all, even though this is about a church, it didn't seem too holy. So that was good. You know, that was oh wow. Here all week, wow, try the deal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was really. Hey, Maddie, it's not a church; it's a basilica. Yeah, I know. Well, th- well, I didn't even know the difference on that either. By the way, Julianne's sliding in right now, so we'll talk to her in just a minute. We'll take a break. Segment number two around the bend. You're listening to the Breakfast Club. Means Big Z ninety two seven and one zero five five. Breakfast Club means Big Z ninety two seven one zero five five. Supersized edition of the Sun Journal Weekend Preview today. Right now, this second, we are talking about the Basilica, and we're talking about all sorts of things happening with that. Julianne Baumer joins us now. Julianne, hello. Hello. You brought your Pepsi in? I did. And Thank that, you. And that was... That, For that, everyone. So that, and that helps with everything, right? That helps with the throat. That's a, that's a scientific fact. I believe so, that's, yes. yeah, I'm going to Google that. I really am. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to I'm gonna have to take a look at that. Um, how did you, uh, how did you narrow down some of these stories to fit into the book? You know, how, how did that whole thing go? What was that process like? Well, I think probably what we did first was, uh, we looked at any stories that we might've done that were not specifically unique to the Basilica. So, um, some stories about things like the chalice or the certain statues, we just eliminated them because they were Catholic centric versus Basilica centric. Um, so that was our first step. Russ, um, you're a good photographer. You know, I feel like you should you should know that. I just I want to lead this off with things. Okay. It's a good start. This is this is you know this is this is not one of those deals where I want to I want to give you like this is not going to be the compliment sandwich room like here you're a great photographer but and then yep. end it with no this is oh. this is an office space. Damn. We're not, we're not doing that. Now we can't fit in the clown yeah, car. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no. Russ's head will. Right. Be. Yeah. <laughs> How do you go about selecting photos that should make the book? I mean, and Heather, you can answer this one too russ how do you what goes into a a shot you know for for something like that like you can't ask the basilica to move to the left you know like what you know let's talk a little bit about that well let me tell you there uh 
it's like shooting fish in a barrel in there it really is it's um it's a photographer's dream um my uh set of uh rules were pretty much um i had to dovetail with a lot of julianne's stories that um we would walk through and she would point things out but there are many days when i was allowed to just go into the basilica by myself and uh it was uh, talk about awe-inspiring to be in that building just to be all by yourself and this the light coming through and it's just it's unbelievable i get goosebumps just thinking about it so um it really was not difficult to find things so it's just a matter of trying to dovetail with the with the stories Russ and I spent quite a bit of time going back and forth and, you know, he printed out pretty much everything or what he thought were his best pieces and, um, and repeatedly, you know, you go back to that pile and think about what you had to illustrate and then think about what you really liked as photographs. And, uh, you know, it's hard when you have a project in some ways that is so full of amazing Art. Right, absolutely, and then we we uh, we also had the uh, the luxury of being able to go back and reshoot things too. So that was that was really helpful. And Mark yes, absolutely, Mark Labonte uh, was just instrumental in, in uh, access to the to the facility. It's fantastic. What, what were some of your favorite images? Uh, well, um, the woodwork. I really I enjoy the woodwork. It's just so detailed and uh, so much of it that really is is just something else. And then of course. Having the opportunity to fly my drone, the excuse to go up uh, time after time, and not uh, inside. No, not inside, but okay. uh, but outside. That was that was uh, that was really fun. Um, going down through the bowels, that was that was pretty interesting. Uh, people don't really see what's there, and then the Dominican choir, which is out behind the uh, the main altar, which unless um, you're actually there, you can't see. Not even from the uh, from the choir loft, you really can't see back there. So um, it's really a private private place and. Uh, Really, um, the detail in the in the woodwork is just amazing back there. Um, I, I'm with you about the woodwork. I I had I spent a great deal of time looking at the pictures just because the woodwork is so absolutely stunning, mm -hmm. and uh, the detail and the carving is just amazing. And it's not something um, that you really can pay attention to when you're in the church, and right. certainly what's in the Dominican choir you can't see. Right. And, uh, but everywhere you look in the, in the church, the, the woodwork is spectacular. And um, it, it, was, um, it was really hard when it came to the woodwork for me to pick out uh, what I wanted. But what is very nice about the book is that, you know, we have glossy paper. And how this reproduces, you feel like you could reach right in to the wood. Mm -hmm. And um, it is such rich color and uh, and detail that um you know i think people will really appreciate the opportunity to see it in that way um that you you might not even see that when you were standing in front of it it's right. uh it's quite remarkable yeah and i also want to mention the uh, the organ that is uh, such a fascinating piece and then to be able to get out back and in between and all the thousands of little and big pipes in there it's just uh, unless you've been in there you really don't appreciate um just what it takes to create that sound we are talking about the series of articles run in the Sun Journal about the Basilica. 52 weeks worth of stories. We're going to talk more about that around the bend. There's a book. It's all involved. There's always a book, right? It always starts with a book. <laughs> we'll talk about that in the next segment. Breakfast Club Beans, Big Z, 927, 1055. Breakfast Club means Big Z, 92.7, 105.5, getting you through your 7 o'clock hour. 
first edition of the Sun Journal Weekend Preview right now. Segment number three of that. Julianne Baumer and Heather McCarthy and Mark Mogensen and Russ Dillingham and Will Fessenden are all here talking about this and uh, talking about the, the Basilica and a, a new book. How long is this book, by the way? Is this a... You know, a lot of a lot of words, a lot of pictures, things of that nature. I know <laughs> there's a lot of pictures. You know, so yeah, a uh, hundred and twelve pages plus a few little add-ons. Um, one hundred and seventy-nine glossy photographs, dozens of individual stories, some content that's never been seen, never been read outside of the Hollow Sun Journal uh, Office Space three. three. Brand new stories. Brand new stories, you know, that kind of goes back to the fact that, that what Heather and Russ and, and we've all been talking about is um, there's so much more to tell that in the 52 weeks we didn't have time to. So the book provides a nice opportunity to uh, to go a little bit further with some of the pieces that didn't make it in print over the year. Um, the church and the diocese have been great in helping out. A, a forward from Richard Dealey from the uh, Roman Diocese of Portland helped out. And um, certainly the diocese and the church have been great help. Um, so we're looking forward to, to, the, to the finished product and how it's coming together. And also a shout out to our friends up at Franklin Press. They have been fantastic to work with. We're working with them on the printing of the book. Fantastic. That's good. Now, um, special features in there? Any special features we want to we wanna touch on? Or things that people should be on the lookout for maybe? So I, I think uh, many of the readers over the 52 weeks were cutting them out and clipping them and putting together in binders. I, so it's hard for me to say a specifically favorite story. I'm, I'm just so happy that this is all put together in one place where um, it will be elaborating the beauty of the church, the story. Um, for me, it's hard to say if there's a favorite Maybe Roger uh, Buffard's hair, um, which is um, part of that story. That is special. That special. is a special story. And I love the stained glass windows. Mm. Um, I love the the outside of the church, the exterior. I think I could have written another 52 weeks just going on and on about the um, the symbolism of the sculpture outside of the church. We, we did um, create a couple of new pieces focusing on the um, the meaning of some of the sculpture outside of the building. So the close-up photos of that will be fantastic. And I, it's amazing to think I've been driving by that building all of these years and not noticing some of the things that are just hiding really in plain sight for everyone. Amazing. We will talk more about this book, about the features, about the Basilica. The next segment, segment number three, just wrapped up. Talking with Julianne Balmer, Heather McCarthy, Mark Mogensen, Russ Dillingham, Will Festidens here as well. It's hour number one of the Sun Journal Weekend Preview here on a Friday, Maine's Big Z, 92.7-1055. Usually helpful when you turn your microphone on. Maine's Big Z, 92.7-1055, worldwide at the all-new MainsBigZ.com. Julianne Bomber and Heather McCarthy and Mark Mogensen and Russ Dillingham, along with Will Festiner here for hour number one of the Sun Journal Week in Preview. We're talking about the book about the Basilica. We're going to talk about how to get that coming up, uh, actually, in the next hour. Um, let's talk a, a little bit. What are some of the things that you get to see um, while doing this book that maybe people that go to the Basilica don't get to see? 
Um, I feel like there's a lot of interesting things that you can get. I know Russ had mentioned, and of course, uh, the Pee Wee Herman uh, word of the day is bowels. So, you know, going into the bowels of the Basilica and everything. <laughs> they said the magic word. Yeah, you know. So, um, ah, you know, we, you know, we, yeah. Ah. So, you know, that's uh, that those sorts of things. I feel like there's some different angles and stuff that you can take. And, and what do you hope readers take away from all this? Well, I, I've been waiting for this question. Um, I, I come to this as a reader in the sense that though I've designed it, I'm, I'm not a Catholic. Um, when I go into a Catholic church, I am, you know, always distracted by the beauty inside. But this church is just over the top. And if it doesn't matter if you're Catholic. I think what, you know, I really want to make the point that um, even especially if you're not Catholic, it, it is just an amazing, amazing building and uh, edifice and whatever else you want to call it. Um, if for anybody who loves architecture, you will see things that, you know, you will wonder about or that you will have answered. For anybody who loves the, you know, the interior detail, uh, there are some answers there and some beauty. Uh, the stained glass, you will be able to see that up close. You know, you, you, when you come into the church, and, and I've been in there a number of times, um, I, you know, you see the glass and the light shines through it, but the rose window that is up by the, uh, by the organ, you can't see that close up. You can't see it close up from outside, and you, and you certainly can't see it from inside. And uh, we have some beautiful pictures of that rose window. And um, they're, uh, just being able to see that in that kind of detail is just amazing. Um, I must say, though, my favorite part in some ways, besides the woodwork, is the ceiling. And, um, you know, near the end of the book, we have uh, some ceiling pictures that Russ took, and I could have a whole book of the ceiling. Um, it is the one place that I tend to look a lot when I go into the Basilica, you know, which is very not unobtrusive. It's noticeable when everyone else is looking at the front of the church, and I am craning my neck looking straight up. Um, the ceiling in and of itself is just is just a marvel. So um, you'll get up close and personal with some things that, you know, you may not notice. You had no idea were there, and you will find, I guarantee, so beautiful that you can't take your eyes off them. Stained glass and, and stuff like that, too. I know everybody's all about that. Oh, the stained glass in there is uh, is spectacular, and and uh, we have uh, some information on you know uh, when those were installed. And there's actually an early version of the stained glass, which is not nearly as fancy, but it's it's really cool in its own right. And and uh, you know we explain that you can see it from the outside or the inside, but it's um it's actually panels of colored glass, um, but. It's beautiful in its own way, and you know I think it's just it's elevated by being in that amazing building. So uh, you you learn a lot of things, and you get just a lot of visual beauty. We are talking about the book about the basilica. We'll tell you how to get that coming up. Anybody else want to add anything here that uh, just dying to talk about? I mean, feel free to. I, I would agree completely with what Heather said about um, this is not a book for people who are. Catholic, um, that it, it, this is really a gem that has been here in Lewiston as a, a physical piece of history. And it tells the story of these French-speaking people, these French-speaking Catholics, but it's this glorious um, artistic element with, within the city. And so I, I really just want to echo what Heather's saying about the beauty and the um, 
the amazing quality of that in the book. I'm really disappointed you didn't get to fly the drone inside at all. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't be appropriate. Yeah, just a little, yeah. So. Not even in the bowels? No. Yeah. <laughs> word, word. Nice. Nice. Would that be like some sort of colonoscopy or something? Like, I don't even, how do you do that? Like, do you get a smaller drone for that? Like, how does that go? I feel like we're in a sci-fi episode all of a sudden. Anyways, we're going to talk more about that book for the Basilica coming up and where you can get it. Mark Mogensen and Will Feston will stick around for hour number two of the Sun Journal Weekend Preview. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you. So we're gonna... Welcome back. Segment number five of Welcome the Sun Journal back. Weekend Preview. Wow, that's confusing for me. You, like back five. to back hours it's today? It's like the Star Wars. There's so much going on. Yeah, it really is. It's like, you know, it's all that. You know what this is? This, this you know, it, it evens up for all that time that was missed during the basketball tournament and everything else. This is this is fantastic. Good reason, though. Ah, uh, yes. Mark Mogensen is here. If Hello? you couldn't tell by the dulcet tones of Mark Mogensen, <laughs> well, Fessenden is here as well from the Sun Media Group. I don't uh, have a special voice. I'm just me. It's just, and that's fine. Well, that's okay. good. You did when the stone came through. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was it's an not... entirely different voice. <laughs> special voice. You doing okay, Will? You feeling all right? Feeling better. Thank you. Oh. We don't have to go too far. Into... I don't want to go into that. <laughs> my God. I'm already hurt. Sorry I missed you last week, Maddie. I understand why, though. I'm. Ooh. Really preferred that you didn't come in here for mm -hmm. that because mm -hmm. I didn't want to know. So about this book. Yeah, about this book. Where can folks <laughs> get this copy that, that, that Julianne and, and the gang worked so hard on? Sure. So the Basilica of St. Peter's St. Peter and Paul book uh, over sunjournal.com. Uh, there are a couple buttons up at the top of the page. You can click those buttons. And here's kind of the breakdown. Um, the books are going to be available for sale in person um, right around April 2nd or 3rd, just after Easter. We have started pre-sale of the book. The pre-sale price is $19.95 plus tax and shipping. Uh, you can go through all that process. We'll have them in folks' hands by April 12th or 13th. Um, they will be available for purchase in person at the Sun Journal um, after April 2nd. Uh, the kicker being this pre-sale price is a 20% discount at $19.95 instead of the regular price, which would be $24.95. So our little gift to you for you committing to... Uh, Reserving your copy today, save 20%. So head on. Reserve and come in? Absolutely. So all the info is right there. If you click the button, it'll take you through the process and, and so on and so forth. So That's fantastic. Okay. That, that was a really good question to ask there, Mark, by the way. That was a really. I know we have. Uh, I'm very thrifty, and I know we have some thrifty readers. And yes, we do. So they could reserve, and then instead of paying the shipping and the handling, yeah, they there's could a, come into the Sun Journal and pick up. Right. There's a I mean. process to go through, too, um, during the ordering process. Um, so. Great. Okay. Good. By the, and, and, now, and who would, of, my question is. Yes. Who would you have autograph this? Who I know we were kind of talking about that the other day. I mean, Julianne is very, very passionate about she this, is. and and in a few weeks, actually, we're going to be doing some book signings. We're going to do some photography from the book for um, art walks that we'll do with LA Arts. Uh, we're going to do an exhibit in June at um, at the LA Arts Gallery. Uh, we'll also have it at the LA, LA Metro Marketplace. Julianne's talking about it at several events over the next few weeks. So I think it might also depend a little bit on when we're at the event. Is it is it Russ Dillingham going to be at some? Mm -hmm. He can sign his and then Julianne and then 
Hopefully, what would be really cool is people can either buy multiple copies and have all the contributors sign one, <laughs> which would be great. You know, that's a great way if you're interested in buying several books. Well, and, and Heather also, Heather McCarthy, who yes. was here earlier, um, she just devoted the last, I don't know, month, six weeks of her life to putting this book together. Very different format, obviously, than the newspaper, and um, it, it just took a, a huge effort, and it's a beautiful, her work uh, just stands out, so um, she could also be somebody who's Absolutely, who's this. and it's a, it's a full-size, you know, uh, coffee table-size book. It's almost 12 inches tall, 10 and a half inches wide. Um, it's... Um, so we get to display those photographs, which, uh, you know, our press does a pretty good job, the newspaper does, but these, it really stands out in this book, uh, the beautiful uh, photographs. Matt, you had a question. Uh, have I got time to ask? You, you do, would, but you I'm going to have to have you put it in the next segment. That's perfect. Okay. So hold that thought. Love to see you soon. Okay. <laughs> see you in just a moment here. <laughs> Mark, I, I think, you know, next time I feel, I, I feel like Mark can do some, do some radio hosting. I think so. I really do. I <laughs> no. think he could. No, you've already, you did the, the, the other thing you were like, you asked the question, you're like, oh, so what do you think? And I'm like, oh my God, Mark, come on over, man. I'll, I'll go take a nap. It's a breakfast club. Vince Big Z, 92.7, Mains Big Z, 92.7. 105.5, Mark Mogensen and Will Fessenden are here from the Sun Journal and the Sun Media Group. Digital subscription options available. Go to sunjournal.com. Mark, you, you had something you were going to ask me in the final segment. I made you hold the thought. Have you held the thought? And what was it? What? It's gone? What? It's, what? What do you? Oh, huh? <laughs> no. <Yeah>. If it's <laughs> no, anything like me, I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, it's early, man. It's right, early. yeah. Uh, no, actually, you, you were talking earlier, or we were talking earlier about the difference between the church and the basilica. So, question: Do you know the difference between a church and a basilica? You know, it's been told to me before, but it, like many different things of information, like just about anything I learned in high school, it's pretty much gone. Mm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. physics, yeah, yeah. chemistry. It's. <laughs> I had to take out room to make room for sports stats. You know, <laughs> everybody has their priorities, right? Yeah, you know, kids' birthdays. You know. Oh. You don't want to forget those. Well, when you get six of them, you're running out of room, you know? What are you going to do? Wow, wow. That's a lot. Yeah. Well, um, it was uh, back in 2004 that the Basilica of Saints Peter and Paul in Lewiston was designated a basilica, a minor basilica. Um, there are a handful, I wish I knew this, there are a handful of major basilicas. They're all in Italy. The, uh, there's about 56, I believe, minor basilicas, and the, the, the one in Lewiston is one of those 56. So it was designated in 2004. And what it basically means is that it has been designated by the Vatican as one of the structures, one of the churches that the Pope, um, if he were in the area, he, that he could hold Mass there. Wow. So they're given uh, a number, as part of that designation, they, they have, the church has um, a number of symbols. Uh, for instance, they have a special umbrella. I wish Heather was here. She remembers the name of, the, the official name of the umbrella. It looks like a golf umbrella. It, it looks like a very, <laughs> very special golf umbrella. It does. And, uh, and it has to be open partially uh, to be ready to welcome the Pope. Um, and there are a number of other things that the, the basilica is given as symbols um, that, would, that would prepare the church for, 
for a mass with the Pope. So it's very special on top of just as we've talked that the that the structure itself is amazing. It's the second largest um, church in New England, uh, certainly the largest in Maine, and um, and uh, it was built over a period of. Will help me with this. Eleventy billion years, almost fifty years. Almost fifty years. Uh-huh. I can't imagine. Wow. Could you imagine, like, if we if that happened with like a turnpike construction, you know, like that took fifty years, like people would be really yeah, mad. I think it made it. It did in Boston, you know, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So it was. It started. Uh, it started uh, in the eighteen hundreds, actually, at the end of the eighteen hundreds, with the bottom of the church being built, and then there was some funding issues uh, and some politics, all of which is uh, chronicled in the book. And then the upper part of the church, the part that we pretty much all see, was constructed in the 1930s during the Depression. Wow. And so it was finished almost 50 years after, after it was begun. So. All sorts of fun facts on that. Yep. Mark Mogensen bringing the trivia today. Coming up, we're going to talk about a story from Bonnie Washick on school calendars. And the challenges most Maine communities are going through right now, trying to figure out how to handle all the snow days this winter. We'll talk about that around the bend. We'll also let you know how much the coupons are this weekend. I don't know. Woo! Woo! I'm going to put on my Karnak the Magician hat. And what's then, what's and your guess? This I'm is gonna, like our second quiz. Of I'm the, guessing, of, you know, in honor of Rob Gronkowski, I'm saying 169 this week. We'll Inter- find out. 169. Interesting. We'll see if I get it on the price. And this is Price is Right rules. If you go over, you're disqualified. So it's I'll a- give you a hint. You're going to be disappointed. Oh, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> we'll be back. Maine's Big Z, 927 1055. Segment three, Breakfast Club, Mains Big Z, 927, 1055, worldwide at the all-new Get you through the Sun Journal Weekend Preview. Mark Mogensen and Will Fessenden are here. We talked about uh, the Basilica and talked about the book, all sorts of cool stuff happening here in the first uh, six segments today. Bonnie Washuk uh, has a uh, story this weekend about school calendars and Main communities making up snow banks, uh, snow. Uh, well, I mean, they're having to make up for snow banks, uh, making up snow days. They've been banking the snow days, and not enough. So, what are what are some? There's a little controversy about this, Mark. I guess some people are getting upset about it. You know, they want to add. You know, some people might say, "Why don't add days to the calendar? Maybe you don't want our kids going until my birthday, which is July 7th. Like, what? Uh, what's the, what's the hubbub, bub? You know? Well, Matty, you. It was probably only what about three or four years ago. You were in high school. Right? Yeah, it was. It was. It. You know, I act like that, but no. It, oh, I didn't mean that at all. It's yeah. just you're so youthful looking that I assumed that you just got out of school. No, I. You know, I, if only if the know, white he was beard. Speechless there. He was you know, almost if my, speechless. If my beard was dyed, I could I could buy that because <laughs> a lot of people tell you it's a baby face because I still there you go. I used to get the carding. I don't get that anymore. Mm, so sorry. you know, but no, it was it was a little over twenty years ago now. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Anyways, you didn't have to go there. Yeah. Um, anyway, you remember what those late in the late in the season days were like in in school. And uh, a, a lot of educators say that, you know, you have you go into middle to late June and you're just losing a lot of teaching time. 
because the focus is not there, the heat is not there, although more and more of Maine's newer schools are being air-conditioned. Um, a lot of Maine schools are not air-conditioned, and it gets hot, and we're not used to that, and so the learning goes down. And uh, So one of the problems is you have more and more snow days, and that contributes to the how are we going to squeeze all of this in. Maine has a law that says you've got to go at least 175 days to school, so you've got to squeeze all of those in. And then there are educators who are saying we should be going even more than 175 days. There are, there are states in the, the country that go 180 days or more uh, because they feel like that's important. So the question is how do, you, how do you squeeze all this in? And there's been some controversy over how to do that and whether there should be other ways of dealing with it besides just tacking the days on to the end of the calendar. And what makes it even more difficult is, uh, and I think probably everybody's aware of this, that there are more and more regulations put on teachers these days for training. So how do you squeeze that training in, the additional training? And it can be for uh, mental health training. It can be for suicide training. It can be for the extra training that goes into the various um, educational systems. There's a whole lot more things nowadays to yeah. get trained on than, uh, than there was back in my day. Yep. And it's, okay, how do you find the time for these teachers to train? And some people feel like, well, you just squeeze it in, but that means you take the time away from teaching. And other people feel like, well, then they need to have more days to train, but then you have to pay them for that. And one of the things that Bonnie Washuck mentions in her story this weekend, she was talking to Bill Webster, the superintendent in Lewiston, and he was saying that for an additional day, added to the calendar, it's a $200,000 extra um, investment. So you go for a week and it's million dollars more that taxpayers have to come up with. So that's, that's part of that controversy is how do you do it? We're going to take a break. We're going to find out. Hold on. Let me do the, let me do the TV news uh, te- uh, teaser. Are our little tykes doomed? <laughs> We'll find out. Maine's Big Z, 92.7, 105.5, Sun Journal Weekend Preview. Final segment of The Breakfast Club today. Maine's Big Z, 92.7, 105.5, worldwide at the all-new MainsBigZ.com. Hanging out with Mark Mogensen and with Will Fessenden. So, uh, are, are our little tykes doomed, Mark Mogensen, Mark Mogensen? Are they going to be able to have a summer vacation, or should they just book July 4th weekend and that's it? Yes, I think they should all come over to your place for your birthday. Yeah, they really should. Yeah, hopefully and they clean up. Call it a summer. Yeah. I th- <laughs> <laughs> Wrap it up. <laughs> that's the highlight, kids. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're not, they're not doomed. But what Bonnie's uh, uh, story goes into is some of the things that educators are thinking about, some of the things that parents have been saying, and uh, it's not an easy answer. And we go over some of those things in the story. Oh, fantastic. All right, well, good. Um, you wanted to talk about something else here. So I'll let you talk about that. Well, now. I did. I, I feel like I'm taking over the microphone no, here, really, so I'm going to do this quick. <laughs> You're doing it good, though, which is nice. <laughs> Thank you. Um, also in the paper this Sunday is going to be our annual look at look back at the weather um, from the year previous. So we'll, we'll be looking at the details of 2017 uh, weather in, in Maine, in central Maine, and the highlights. So I have my quiz. I have a, I have a few questions for you gentlemen. Okay. Fantastic. And for, and for listeners. 
Um, so in, in no special order, if anyone can tell me what month the hottest day of 2017 occurred, in what month? I'll make it easy. Not the day, but the month. September. Will? Yeah, I would go with coaching soccer last fall and the last couple of falls. I kind of think that there's a September day in there that that uh, might be the hottest. Might have been a scorcher. It scorcher. Actually, we did have, we had a very moderate summer, if everybody remembers. Mm-hmm. July and August was actually relatively cool. The fall was hot, but the hottest day was May 18. May wow. 18, when it reached 93 degrees, and that's as hot as it got um, in central southern Maine. Wow. Last huh. year. Well, I would have. Womp, womp, womp. <laughs> Lost that one. Okay, next. <laughs> All right. In the last 20 years, I'll ask you, when, when did a storm occur in the last 20 years that uh, created the, the most power outages in the last 20 years? The most, the most power outages. I'm going to say this past year. Not the ice storm. Not the ice storm of, no. of '98. No, no, not the. I, I would say the the one in October, right? You have yeah. nailed it. Yeah, that and, was and the, excellent. And the only reason I say that is because at the time I was still living in Mechanic Falls, and mm-hmm. when I first moved to Mechanic Falls in 2011, there was a hurricane, and we lost power. Like I, I swear to God, like the first raindrop happened, and like I lost power, and I'm like, oh good, <laughs> I live in one. I live in one of those places. Surprise! You know. Welcome to Mechanic. Okay, very, very exciting. Well, in the in the rest of the time I lived there, and I don't know, six years, I think I maybe only lost power a couple more times, and it wasn't for anything more than an hour after that. Mm-hmm. And I was so that's why I was so surprised I didn't lose power in October when people were like, "Oh yeah, I've been without it for a week." I'm like, "Holy crap!" Mm-hmm. Like this was because it was so dry, and then it got wet. And rainy and windy, and these these trees just they upended, you know. They it's did craziness. You have a great memory. Yes, it was at the end of October, and uh, and it was the yep power <laughs> outage was greater than the ice storm of '98 for Maine residents, anyway. Well, we've got about thirty seconds. Go for it. Uh, Saturday, what do you want to wrap up so with? Saturday, living well, fifty plus special section was always a very popular special section. So. If you're not a subscriber, and I don't know why you aren't, you can pick one up at your favorite newsstand. So, again, Saturday, Living Well, 50-plus special section. Uh, coupons on Sunday. You were just off by $10, Maddie. $159 instead Damn. of $169. You were so close. Damn it. I blame Gronk for that. But you you went, you went, took the high road and lost. Yeah. So, uh, $159, a combination of our favorite Red Plum coupons as well as Smart Source coupons in Sunday's paper. Woo. Make sure you catch all of it this weekend, sunjournal.com, or pick up a copy at your local newsstand. Guys, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. More on the way. Maine's Big Z, 92.7 and 105.5. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.